0: Everything to give us this
2: freedom. Let's keep them in mind and uh, go here and kick some ass in their honor. Be yeah, a cool one to get, that's for sure. Cool weekend. No better place to win. The 63rd running of the Coca-Cola 600, as we race to remember.
3: Purpose is for the Memorial Day Coca-Cola
0: 600 flyover. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be watching today, so we'll do our best to, to be safe and on time. Clear for takeoff
2: screen we get. Hey, Harry says we're still on target. We'll probably be back around. I don't want to hold down there for know, 30 minutes. We'll need everyone to clear out of the logo. Okay. Everyone to clear out of the logo, please. We got a good
4: control on
2: your hold. So the anthem is a minute 21. Uh I think a minute 40. One minute everyone! That's the stuff we can and it's going to be a slight right turn at the middle of the front stretch i'm just here. going to
4: go this way and then wrap it
0: up
2: Good night here, boys. Lose steady. Be there when it counts. 400 laps. Long, long night. So keep adjusting. Have you right there? Now this is why we're here. Now's the time. Let's do it. The Coca-Cola 600 is underway. Give us a balance update.
3: It's not good. Seems pretty good here to start. Settle in here, man. Finding a nice rhythm. That look good. We broke the link. Trying to go
2: up. Got loose. We just got a penalty for removing equipment. Okay, everybody's got that out of this for the night. Otherwise, it's going to be a long time. Kyle is holding top on the outside.
5: Oh, he's loose! Into the wall, he's around! I
4: think you wrecked
0: him. I don't feel like I touched him at all. He was trying
2: to hang with you. He
0: couldn't do it, so focus forward. You're
2: in the lead. The wall, right side, just a little bit. It wasn't hard, not like practice. Ball tire again? Yeah, the first one didn't do it. The second one
0: really felt good. This is a go! go. Chase Elliott wins stage number one. The green flag out. Stage number two is underway. <laughs> oh, so f- there all the way in the middle.
2: Went to the bottom and that was all she wrote.
3: Your car's still barely on fire, but it's going to go out. This has been the worst race of my life, and we're
2: not even halfway. Probably going to be done. Yeah, I lost the left rear. Good car today, guys. Thanks for the hard work. Come cool. well, yep. here. all well pretty good. Right side. The tires all up.
3: <laughs> yeah, still going. Turn Wait. four. One goes around. And a hero deal.
2: No, I don't think so. I just suck. I just suck. Me as a driver, I suck. We got a really good car. We're gonna win this race. <laughs> Did you get the wall? I hit the wall. once they're not spinning up here? Gosh, freaking crazy, man.
1: Then around again.
2: Hold on to it. Hold on to it, Rick. Spin low, spin low. <laughs> Static. Saw the wreck. Tried to slow up. There's just no way. Cars destroyed. Sorry about that, guys. Nowhere to go. Man, it. Well great start. It's been an eventful night. Good Lord. Yeah, we almost halfway. Chastain and Suarez on the restart.
1: Daniel Suarez will win stage number two. Amazing job, man. Nice drive. Oh, boy. Oh,
2: boy. Oh, boy. Keep it up. They're
0: going to bring everyone down pit road
2: for the moment of silence. To honor our service men and women who have sacrificed their lives so that we may enjoy our freedoms.
0: Stage number three will get underway.
3: Joey Logano, Martin Truex.
0: Green flag.
3: I
4: feel like I'm driving my ass off, but I'm going nowhere. I actually get to
0: do some <laughs> racing at night. Problems for Kyle Boyd. Almost spun, trying to get on the pit road. Tire down. Yeah.
1: Tastain is going to cruise to victory
0: here in stage three. Three
1: checkers.
2: Nice work there. All right, Pit road's open. Four. Three. three two. two, one. two one. Go. Stage four. Reddick and Chastain on point. Ross Chastain has led 122 laps tonight. Takes the lead from Tyler Reddick. Got a big vibration. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's got to miss you. Be right, guys. Left side down.
0: Tosses out to bring down the back. Restarting this race with 55 laps to go. Green flag is back out. Come on, come on. Uh, hang on. Oh, Briscoe uh, Brisco uh, got him Brisco. into the back
1: of Suarez.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh we're down boys. Oh yeah, push it upside down. Sorry, man. We a throw better tonight.
3: Who is that tumbling? Uh 17. Holy What he hit? like a drain? The wheel fell off and just dug up underneath the car. That's what started the flipping. Thanks. 48 laps to go at the strike. Chastain and
0: Larson in front of Custer and Briscoe. Oh, he's gonna get to his inside right here. Clear. Take it. Take it. New
1: leader all four it's Kyle Arson.
0: Nice and is. Keep in your mark. Two more in the line. Two more. You'll get you him. Oh, so right right goes.
1: Going. We're in the wall here. Get
0: it back rolling. Get it back rolling. Come on. Caution down. Caution down. Oh, man. Stay ready. On
2: the five here. 47. Come here.
0: The green flag is back out.
2: And here we go. Pretty even drag race. Marson's in control by a car link. Three has to run on the bottom
0: now. so by one half.
2: Four wide. Oh! oh they're reckon!
1: Unbelievable!
0: Up, middle, middle. Keep coming. Up, up, up. Keep coming. All right. Hang on, man. Lock it down. Lock it down. Roll out here. Roll out. Roll scan here. I don't think so, buddy. Simple. Give it a hell of a shot. Yeah, all right? I think I'm okay.
2: Get over. Who knows, but I don't think so.
0: Our second overtime is about to get underway. Denny Hamlin will lead them to the green flag. Bottom's coming. Take bottom. That's what's coming. And Here comes Kyle Bush to the outside. Solid on your left for your white flag. One more. Denny oh. in there. Oh. Right on your door. Clear. Power move by Denny
1: Hamlin. And they come to the line. Oh, yeah. Hamlin wins by two car lengths. You said that, Denny Hamlin. Hell yeah. I uh, can't
3: believe it. A way to stay in it, guys. It doesn't get much bigger than that, right there. Oh God, man!
5: Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com, otherwise known as the shit show. <laughs> I'm Don Hall. i uh, here with Mike Haig from RaceDaySA.com, and that was Radioactive, NASCAR's Radioactive. And I know every week we tell you guys about it, but... This week, it is a must-watch. Go to uh, YouTube to, and and just type in NASCAR Radioactive. It's going to pull them up and watch that one because that one was awesome. And the way it kicked off, I'm, I don't know if it was hard, Mike, for you to hear it uh, or understand what it was at the beginning. But they're basically following the pilots of the plane that did the flyover. Oh, and, wow. And so they were with them at the start of it, and they're doing... Uh, race control and everything is is kind of giving them the signals you know you can hear them giving them the timing signals to fly over uh during the national anthem and stuff and so that's how that started out it was really awesome
1: well i wish i could have seen it because uh unfortunately if you were living in south texas in the san antonio metro area you didn't see either one of the really the first three-fourths of the race because of the uh, coverage of the uh, president coming into Texas for the um, shooting that took place in in Uvalde. They went to live coverage for hours and hours upon end, and and I don't have a problem with that. Um, I'm – I'm glad they did. The problem that I have is they did not say where you could go watch the race. And these are the two biggest races of the year. And you really, you guys really scramble to find an alternative way to listen to or watch the race. And I love the pre-race show on both of uh, the, the, the pre-race ceremonies on both those races, the, the uh, Coke 600 and the Indy 500. So, unfortunately, I missed all that. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm still trying to find... uh way to go back uh and i think youtube isn't the race on youtube yeah archived on, on there yes yes I'm gonna I believe, have to, yeah. well i guess i'm gonna have to watch it there but i i got to see most of the end of both races like the second or the last quarter you might say of both those races so oh well
5: well and and you know i want to talk about that during our news coverage one and i, I mean we can talk about in nascar news but the the ratings were a tick down but i wonder if if you know because that was just you just know what happened in the san antonio market but who knows what could have you know i mean other markets could have chosen to do that too i mean the san antonio market chose to do it again because it's less than 80 miles or so between you yeah. and san antonio san antonio yeah. would be the the yeah largest city next to uvaldi yeah,
1: and, and the president flew into port port san antonio which is the former kelly air force base where mm-hmm. he flew in and was helicoptered over to uh, Uvalde. and i and i you know I, like i said don i understand that um the need to cover that um the problem was uh like i ended up finding in the uh the uh Indy 500 race i watched it on the nbc sports app and luckily i Subscribed to um all the stuff on my spectrum, so I was able to watch an hour and then it gave me a code that I had to put in, and I got to finish the race, so that was nice. And then the um cup race, I think it was the Fox Sports app, I think I finally watched it on that, I think is where I found it. And then I heard that they were back on the air uh, after the president left around 7 p.m., so we, we got a chance to see the last part of the race. But wow. What, you know, both races, uh, Indy 500, Coke 600, um, I guess we'll talk to the NASCAR one first, just a tremendous, uh, event full of <laughs> everything that you wanted. I mean, it was some of the best racing I've ever seen at Charlotte in a long time. Yeah. And I, I thought, Don, the, the, this new car, the next gen car, it just, uh, performed extremely well. I, the, there was a lot of passing, a lot of lead changes and Denny Hamlin getting the win there at the end let's see there were 30, 31 lead changes among 13 drivers wow. and and boy they tore up the the equipment they i mean they did. wrecked a lot of cars and we had cars going in over you know rolling barrel rolling and uh, so denny gets the win Kyle Busch was second just give you the top 10 real quick or who ended up who 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 ended up in the top 10 is what i'm trying to say there weren't many cars left there yeah. at the end of the race. Um, Chase Briscoe was fourth. Chris Bell, Christopher Bell, was fifth. Tyler Reddick finished sixth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was seventh. Michael McDowell had a strong eighth place finish. Kyle Larson was ninth, and Alex Bowman wrap, wraps up the tenth spot. Don, there were the let's see the first sixteen cars were on the lead lap, and I think uh, there were from, Place 20 to 37, all those cars were involved in some type of accident or did not finish the race. So, man, they, like I said, they, I would have hated to see the bill of all the damages if you had to add it all up for insurance purposes or whatever. It was in the millions they tore up.
5: Well, I mean, the first half of the race, I mean, up until, yeah, definitely the first half of the race, the first two stages, it was all track house racing. Um, Mm -hmm. You had Ross Chastain and then Daniel Suarez, and and those were the cars to beat pretty much for the entire uh, race day until they got caught up in in stuff. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, you had the terrible wreck with Mm -hmm. um, Chris Buescher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he went flying through the infield. Yeah, tore, his tire came off and, and went underneath the car and caused the car to flip. And he was upside down for a good probably, what, 10 minutes or so. And then they flipped him back over and he was okay. He just said he was really sore. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you had there towards the end, Austin Dillon took four tires and came through there like a madman on a mission, which I, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then it just, you know, got a little, got a little yeah, loose um, and, and took everybody out again. And then here, here you have Denny Hamlin and Kyle Bush who just managed to once again be in the right place at the right time. I mean, Denny was coming quite a, quite a bit. He was racing his way back up there. But, um, I have to give kudos though to Chase Briscoe because Chase Briscoe had put himself in the wall mm-hmm. and then worked his way back up through the field again and was up there, you know, for the finish as well. So, uh, overall, great race. I mean, like you said, and, and well, let's say this it was, it was amazing racing. To say it was the, the best racing we've seen at Charlotte in a long time isn't a stretch though, because we haven't seen very good racing at Charlotte in ages. I mean, Charlotte was like Texas was last week, um, for a long time. So for me, it was a little disappointing as a fan of Texas to say, you know, what, what the hell? Because if you've got, if the car works that well at Charlotte, why wasn't it working that well at Texas? And you have to go and look, it has to be the race surface there at Texas. Yeah,
1: it is. It's the, 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 uh, PJ one compounders too much on the track right now. And at Texas, and you know, that was kind of addressed last week, but, uh, Hey, while we're talking about the track, you know, um, Don um, couple things I want to mention, and maybe I can play the audio for Cole Custer because he met with the media today and uh, the Ford Ford, uh, Motorsports uh, media availability with Ford Racing that they did. Um, Ross, you mentioned Ross Chastain, Don, led six times for 153 laps. He was the car that I thought was going to end up winning this race. You know, he was strong. Chase Elliott led four times for 86 laps, and then Kyle Larson three times for 51 laps. And and it, it just goes on. Some of these guys, like Daniel Suarez, he led 36 laps. Kyle Busch led 36 laps on uh, the Rhetoric 19. So, you know, at different stages of the race, there were different people I thought that might really pull it out. But what I liked about this track and what it seemed to be working, the, the, was the resin? Yeah, the resin. Resin that they put down. It seemed like whatever they did, they needed to really make a note of it. <laughs> and tried it at some of these other tracks maybe because for some reason it worked and we had all kind of passing. We had guys running low. We had guys running high. And I just thought that overall, um, it definitely worked and provided for some great racing. So Cole Cusser was asked the question about well, how, why did the car perform so well? So let's hear what he had to say real quick.
0: You know, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, we have a smaller spoiler, less downforce cars are really on edge this year. So we were able to move around the track a lot. And I think the track also did a really good job with how they used the resin uh, and the chemical they put down. They didn't really put much down of it. So it made it so we could run multiple lanes and be able to race, you know? So we had a lot of options to try and pass and, um, the cars were really on edge. I think you saw that with all the guys spinning out. And, um, so it just made it to where there were a lot of options a lot of guys edgy and, um, and created a lot of chaos and, uh, Race, good racing,
1: and Don, I think he nails it right there. It, it just worked. Whatever, whatever, whatever they did, it worked. Replicate that. Try to replicate that at Texas. Maybe you know some of the other mile and a half tracks. You know, Kansas again. Uh, with it, when they come back to Texas, you know, again, definitely there. Some of these other tracks that are similar. Uh, let's see if it works and copy it
5: they definitely need to to do it at texas and maybe even have another hold another test session or something there you know before the race in september uh so we can find out you know if there's any saving grace or not uh for for that race but um mike you mentioned earlier you know denny hamlin comes away with the win uh and was super stoked his team was was super stoked they worked hard getting him in and off of pit road and i know we've got some audio from denny as well
1: yeah and he like i said he won the race He i think this is a great comeback from last week at texas now he did great at texas last week but uh here's what he had to say about the race and then the on the Dell jr download when he was on um, a few days after the race at texas they asked him the question about if there was a race or a win that you could get somewhere and walk away from the sport and that'd be your last win, which would it be? And so they kind of asked him the same question. So he talks about that as well. So here's what Denny had to say. Yeah. It
3: feels great. Obviously, um, you know, it, it uh, wasn't looking good for about 398 laps and uh, considering our day, it, it uh, I was going to be pretty content with a fourth place finish. And, um, you know, I just knew with, that number one pit stall, we had an opportunity if everyone pitted that we could come out first and we didn't, but we were the first car on, on four tires. And, um, yeah, it just, it worked out things, things worked out for us. Uh, they, they haven't worked out very well for the first 12 races in a lot of different ways, but certainly this one was, uh, one that, uh, we capitalized on, on the opportunity. Uh, you know, we managed the race. We, we knew we didn't have the fastest car, the best car by any means. Um, but we just stayed in the race, didn't make any mistakes and uh, give ourselves an opportunity when 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 the uh, opportunity arises uh, for us. Well, it's, um, you know, I'm not near the end of my career by by any means, but this certainly is one that uh, will will be on the resume. You know, when when you're done and, you know, there you're looking at all your accolades, the Coke 600 is, is way up there and, and I've had 17 tries at it and hadn't want it until today so it's just uh it means a lot and you know we started on the pole and i thought that we were just gonna stay up front most of the day but we just weren't very good <laughs> to be honest we we battled with the car we were tight we were loose but we overall just didn't have the grip that we needed and um yeah it was a struggle most of the day but we just stayed in it and and never really got ourselves outside the top 10 really outside the top eight we just kind of stayed in that spot and. Um, you know, we we capitalized and made our car better in the final stage. I was able to charge up to fourth, and I thought that was about all the potential that we had in the car. Uh, but when the caution came out, it's like, here we go. We got an opportunity to, to win, and, and finally something, uh, you know, kind of went our way.
1: And it did go his way, Dawn. and I was really impressed with him um, how he – you know, conducted himself there after Texas in a little frust- frustration, you might say, because he really wanted to win that race bad. But this is this Coke 600 race he wanted to win. And, you know, I mentioned to you earlier in the week that I finally finished watching the Bubba Wallace uh, Netflix series they had called race. And um, unfortunately, Bubba and uh, Kurt Busch did not do very well. Bubba finished down here in 28th position and then Kurt finished in 30, uh, 31st. Both of them were involved in accidents and, and incidents there on the track. But the story about Bubba, if you watch that series and I highly recommend going anybody that hasn't seen it, go back and watch it. Cause it's still there to, to see. But they also they tell you know Bubba's story and everything and I don't want to dive into that because we've already talked about that before. But if you there's another story that if you watch Denny shows up in a lot of those um, episodes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they show Denny's other side of him being a car owner and different things that he uh, has contributed and done and and I like the story that they told about Denny. It was it's kind of a secondary story if you really dive into it and, and look at it. And um, he's got a lot on his plate, a lot of pressure, you know, with with operating those those two other teams, and plus him racing himself. So th- this is impressive to how he pulled out this win after the All Star race of Texas, and I, I really give him credit for what he was able to, to do on uh, Sunday in Charlotte.
5: Another week goes by, and those 2311 cars were running really, really well um, in mm-hmm. the first half of the race, and they got caught up in someone's mess. And, and in fact, it was, I, I believe, it. Kurt took out Bubba in it. Well, actually, okay, they hit each other. Here's here's the thing, and Mike, and, and I don't think you were, you were watching at this point because yeah. it was early in the race. What happened, too, is Bubba ended up on the clock – and um they fixed something and he was out there but i don't know what it was he it was a misunderstanding or something but he they basically nascar said he wasn't running up to speed so they pulled him off the track and his uh booty barker and them went and, and tried to appeal the decision because he was out there running um i don't know what it was that they kept that there was something that they weren't understanding or weren't didn't yeah. know that they were supposed to be some uh, i don't know what it was but but that's basically what happened. But Bubba Bubba really didn't have a whole lot of damage to his car and was, they were trying to get him back out there and running. And it just ended up being a miscommunication between NASCAR and his team. That's and, so yeah. And he lost, you know, like I said, booty was there, you know, trying to get them to, to let them back out on the track and stuff. And, uh, they just, they wouldn't change their decision.
1: Yeah. That's really too bad. Cause, um, I know, um, those 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 cars have been running so great this year and they just keep getting they can't catch a break you know
5: no so. i mean it's like they they really haven't taken themselves out there's been a couple of races but it's mainly just getting caught in other people's stuff and not being able to and i mean and this car takes a beating so when they're when when they've been getting caught up in things it's been bad stuff <laughs> i mean it really yeah. has but yeah um, you know, you, we were talking about Cole Custer earlier and and that just made me think of him because he was a prime example of how tough this car is for him yeah. to be able to bounce back that way and come back. And, but there was some guys that took, like we said, that took some really hard hits there towards the end. I mean, I know we miss mentioned Chris Buescher, but uh, Joey Logano did too. And when he got out of the car, you know, he had a look on his face. Like I knew he was exhausted because this race just wears them out. But, um, and it was the longest Coke 600 we've ever had as yeah. well over five hours.
1: Yeah. Five hours, 13 minutes, eight seconds.
5: Right. But that's there was long time. also it was also like, he looked like he may have gotten the wind knocked out of him too. Yeah.
1: He looked like he had his, the wind knocked out of him or his bell rung pretty good.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I did. So
1: <laughs> I hate to hear, see that, but, um, 18 cautions for 90 laps, Don, that's just unbelievable. How many cautions there were.
5: Well, cautions do breed cautions on those mile-and-a-half tracks. So,
1: And how about that crowd at Charlotte?
5: Sold-out crowd.
1: They had a good crowd.
5: They did. And, um, I, I mean, this doesn't really have anything to do with the Coke 600, but it was announced. I mean, this is early in the season. It was announced already that uh, Phoenix is sold out for the championship race. Yeah. So that's already a sellout as well. So uh, lots of yeah. tracks selling out.
1: I think uh, Gateway uh, might be sold out as well for this weekend. I saw something about ticket sales doing really well there. Um, I wouldn't but, doubt it. Now they don't have as many uh, the, the facility. I think seats like sixty thousand people or whatever. They don't have the large grandstands like Charlotte and Texas. But still, the fact that they they sell it out, you know, that's damn good for NASCAR.
5: Yeah, folks are so, interested. They've been wanting the Cup Series there uh, for a long time.
1: And, you know, next time we get Doug Rice on or one of the guys from one of the um, networks, uh, like Rick Allen or whatever, we need to ask him about the TV ratings going back to, you know, the fans in San Antonio and South Texas not being able to see much of the race and getting disgusted. I wonder if the ratings watching it on an app or a streaming service or whatever do, 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 do they count those, or is it just like ca- uh, cable or uh, regular TV owner? How that works?
0: If,
5: What's so weird, Mike, is I've always heard different versions of how they, you know, they they pay people sometimes to to do those Nielsen ratings things. Um, I've I've
1: done it before.
5: Okay, yeah, I've been I've, so,
1: I've been selected to do that. You make they, a log, and it, you know, or yeah, you
5: wear something now, and you click it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my friends were having to do it, but what's weird though is because I've had that question for years. Especially, well, oh, God, remember I can remember being at the radio station and we used to talk about it because of DVRs and stuff. I mean, yeah. how many people DVR, especially during football season, and don't watch the race live? You know, they'll watch it later on. So, does that count? How how you work that out? So, yeah, we're I. I if I had to guess, I don't think that those are counted in the in the ratings and stuff. That's
1: where I think the ratings are really not an accurate uh, assessment of what we're really seeing with fans watching the sport. Not just NASCAR; I think all these sports. Um, you would think Dawn is, you know, as many things that can be tracked these days, whether it be hits on a web page or pictures you see or whatever, or email, whatever, all the stuff that you people can be tracked on you would think that the, that the tv stations somehow in other words it be cable dish direct whatever it is spectrum comquest or comcast whatever whatever those different cable providers and stuff are all over the place you would think that if you're tuned into to the watching that that could be tracked and accounted for so i don't know same thing with an app or
5: well because i'm curious know. too mike i mean does it track throughout the entire race or what if somebody comes in yeah, you know, only watches the first half or comes in later, misses, you know, and gets there late. Um, I mean, these are all definitely yeah, we'll 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 have to check that out. Or maybe we hit up at Adam Stern because he's the one that's always yeah. doing the stuff. So maybe maybe I try to hit him up with a message and see what he says
1: or get him on to talk about how how it's done. I've always wondered because uh, it doesn't seem like it's fair all the time
5: yeah that would be awesome
1: or, or accurate you might say so well, whatever maybe we'll
5: do that um <laughs> yeah so before we wrap up i mean was it you had more audio didn't you or was no
1: it- that, uh the co talking about the gateway race
5: oh okay yeah yeah so we'll do that do you want to do that during the gateway preview or you want to do that now
1: well you want to go in and preview gateway or sure or let's go ahead <laughs> let's go, yeah, let's go in and preview gateway
5: I mean, we were kind of doing it, anyways. So, what I find interesting, of course, is and and again, I lived there, so I know how this how this goes. But, um, you know, it is the racing gateway is in St. Louis, but it's considered the Illinois something race. Isn't that what they're calling it? Uh,
1: uh, let's, let me see here. I'm going to call that up here.
5: I'm sorry. I had just had I it. I had
1: it. I had it called up with it's worldwide technology. Okay, it's the Enjoy Illinois 300. Right. Presented by Ticket Smarter, and it's Sunday. The race is Sunday at seven thirty Eastern. No, I'm sorry, three thirty Eastern. I'm reading this wrong, and it'll be on FS One at starting at two p.m. Eastern. The pre-race, so
5: okay. um Yeah, you know, and again, if if folks have never been to the Midwest and been through the St. Louis area. That might seem a little confusing, but uh, I mean literally the Mississippi River right there <laughs> cuts you know divides um uh,
1: Madison uh, Ma- Madison Illinois,
5: yeah, yeah, okay that's
1: where, that's where okay, the Illinois-
5: so, so it is which I mean it's it's like right there on the border part. I lived yeah. um for a while we we worked in St. Louis and in Illinois, and so I lived in Swansea, Illinois, right across the right across the river, and then I also lived on the other side in St. Louis. Um, I, I know we've talked about that uh, over by the casino. Yeah. What was it? The, the queen, uh, you know, queen or whatever, she, whatever it is right there off of the MLK bridge, right underneath it, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was living under a bridge, Mike. That was when I was uh, a troll. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, just in case, if no one if no one's been there, that's that's why. I mean, because you'll hear people talk. While it's in Madison, Illinois, that people are going to talk about, they're going to be showing the arch. They're going to be showing everything there in St. Louis because it's literally right there. Yeah.
1: And it says here, Don, it was originally. Um... Let's see, uh, it was originally built as as a road course in 1985. It was known as St. Louis International Raceway Park. Now, the road course was demolished in 1996 to make way for a 1.25-pay double, so that's the length of the track. And and it also has a drag strip, which we've had some great drag races there before in the past, and and the drag strip is still there today. The facility has more than 700 acres, and this is the first time the Cup Series will be there uh, i mentioned when it's going to be on sunday and um the uh the truck race will be on saturday the trucks are racing there on saturday at one thirty eastern and then the xfinity series is out at portland international raceway that uh, uh let's see their next race is on yeah on june 4th so the xfinity is on the west coast out there so uh you won't you won't see those cars at gateway but but uh this, this is a great track. We've had some great truck races there before, and, and um, Chris Bell has done uh, well there before, and uh, Cole Custer and Ross Chastain has raced there before. So um, it says here that uh, Brad Keselowski raced there before, Martin Truex Jr., this is in Xfinity and, 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 and trucks. So uh, um, a few of the drivers have been there. So I know some of the guys have been on the Sims and everything, Trying to uh, how it's going to work out this weekend, you might say. And then I know I, th- I think they just recently re- repaved this track as, as well, so it, we, we might have a dandy of a race this weekend.
5: And um and and also just to let you know, you were correct. It is a sellout, and it's the uh so the grandstands holds fifty seven thousand seats, and there's twelve hundred campsites and a couple of dozen suites. It'll be the first sellout and biggest crowd in the history of the venue there. So. That's great. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and it's the fourth sellout of the Cup Series uh, season so far, joining uh, Daytona, Phoenix, and last week's race at Charlotte. And then, like I said, they've already announced that Phoenix for the uh, championship race is sold out. Also, they announced this week, too, that the championship race will go back to Phoenix again in 2023. You know, if it's not broke, why fix it?
1: You bet. And I mentioned Cole Custer. He won in 2015. We had some audio that we're going to play here. In the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, he won the 2015 race. He, uh, as I mentioned earlier, met with uh, the media today with the Ford Media Availability, and they asked him the question about Gateway, his experience, because he comes in with a lot of experience running there, Then also how special that track is to him since he did do well. So here's what Cole had to say about Gateway this weekend.
0: Yeah, it gives you a little bit of confidence. Obviously, I mean, I haven't run on the track since 2016, I think. So I've never run on the repaves. um, So that's going to be interesting. But I kind of know the idea of the track. You know, I mean, there's, you know, one end's, you know, extremely tight. You know, I know the feel of that end. And then you have the other end that's really similar to maybe New Hampshire or Phoenix 1 and 2, where it's really wide and sweeping. So, um, you know, just kind of going to have to get used to the repaves. I mean, I think I have an idea of the racetrack and using the Ford simulator, but, um, the repave is definitely going to be different than what I was used to. Yeah, I think so for sure. Like you said, I think it, it was my first poll, I'm pretty sure. And we got the track record when we, when we went there. Um, and then I won one of my truck races here. So it's, it's one of those places that, I mean, I just, I took too well and I really like it. Um, you know, I think one and two, you're able to be able to go in there and be really aggressive on the brakes. Get the car slowed down, get it to hook the line, and then you're trying to get up to speed as fast as you can for that long straightaway on the backstretch. Um, and then you go into a completely different quarter in three and four. That's a lot sweepy, you know, really a big sweeper corner, and it's similar to New Hampshire. Um, we actually won another truck race there. So um, and and Phoenix, so. Um, It was definitely a good track for us, and hopefully, we keep it going.
1: And Don, one of the things that Cole talked about later in the interview was that this race this weekend on Friday, I believe, the Cup drivers will have a one-hour practice session for a change. So they're they're excited about uh, having that opportunity to to, for a longer practice session, and they figured, or he said that he figures a lot of the crew chiefs are going to be trying a lot of different stuff during that practice session to Mm -hmm. kind of test the not just for for the car, for this track, but for other tracks that are similar, you know, in length and stuff like that. So that that's, that's good.
5: I'm looking forward to it for sure.
1: And just one other, little quick, quick note. It says here that the um, this is not the first time the cup series has ever been in Illinois. Back in 1954, they raced at Santa Fe Speedway on a half mile dirt track located in Willow Springs, Illinois, that they had 23 cars and uh it was a two hundred lap race. Dick Rathman won the race in nineteen fifty four Hudson. <laughs> wow! And then, and then uh, they also had a couple races at Soldier Field in, in Chicago in nineteen fifty six. They had twenty five cars compete inside the stadium for a two hundred lap race, and the race was won by Fireball Roberts driving a Ford for car owner Pete the the the, the, the Palo is what it says. So, uh, so a little bit of history of racing and. Um, Illinois is for the Cup Series uh, back in the day, and then the and then they also had 19 races at Chicago Land Speedway from 2001 to 2019. So it's good to see it's good to see the series come back to to uh, the to Gateway or you know NASCAR in general, and good to see the the Cup Series get a race there at that yeah. track.
5: Hopefully, those people who lost that race there at Chicago Land will be able to make it down and um, and I mean I know that it's about. I want to say like a three to four hour drive to, to go from, I think it's like three hours. I think it is to go from St. Louis to Chicago area. So,
1: and they're doing a bunch of live entertainment. Uh, there's a huge lineup of people that so they got concerts going on. They got all kinds of stuff. So hopefully the weather, I haven't seen the forecast for this weekend, but hopefully the weather will cooperate and we'll have a, a good race, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. it will be nice. It's, it's something new. So yeah. you know, I like, I like new well, things.
1: This is the part of the change in NASCAR, you know, switch up the schedule a little bit so this is what we're what we're seeing you know coda now and gateway and some other other tracks as well this year so speaking of
5: speaking of nascar and change um and and i don't want to take up too much time on it i just wanted to mention it because we we discussed this a couple weeks ago when they came to texas but of course now june 1st we are now officially in pride month where we uh recognize and 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 Try to you know pay tribute, of course, to the LGBTQ community. And NASCAR, uh, we talked about this. You know, did a a big campaign this year. They are all in working with the LGBTQ community with a center or something, an outreach center there in Charlotte and some other stuff. And now you've seen NASCAR has been put, ha, big on commercials and stuff right now with the I Am NASCAR uh, with the LGBTQ. Well, they have a whole line of. T-shirts and stuff too, and I posted a picture today because mine came in. I saw Uh, that, and it's awesome. Okay, so first of all, they have all different colors that you can choose from, and my favorite color is green. And I, it's it's hard for me to find like really cool green shirts, so I picked the green. It came in today, which was perfect timing. I freaking love it. Um, But in just you know typical social media fashion, NASCAR put out their their statement today, or you know about recognizing Pride Month. And I told you, I told you it could come back to bite them in the ass. Bunch of people in there talking about, well, you know, you said that you believe in Pride Month and you're doing all this, but you had uh, Greg Abbott out there waving the green flag and he's not exactly LGBTQ, you know, friendly and... I mean, it was multiple stuff on their page. And, you know, I wanted to go in there and put, look, I mean, that was more of the, of an SMI decision, you know, a Texas Motor Speedway decision more than was NASCAR. I told you that when we talked that weekend, it was going to put NASCAR in a bad spot. That, that decision to, to have him wave the green flag. Um, But, you know, it is what it is.
1: I I saw late in the day, the statement they put out with some logo thing that they have and, uh-huh. and a bunch of people were bitching about, here we go again. They said, they're not going to get in politics and stuff. And, and here, and so it's going to be interesting to see if there's, if there's any fallout, um, you know, how the NASCAR fans are some of the old, the old guard, you might say. And,
5: right. Cause you can't explain to them, just like we talked about at Texas a couple of weeks ago, and we've had this discussion before oh, yeah. gay pride or the gay rights, black rights minority rights that is not a political thing that is a human rights issue it's different than a political issue it's unfortunately
1: it gets it gets politicized
5: it does it does get politicized but you know my attitude is is if you don't like it how is it affecting you your daily life it's not so move the hell on and i almost wanted to say the f word and i should have because we have no restrictions but you know (laughs) stop worrying about shit that doesn't have anything to do with you if you don't like it don't pay attention to it But, you know, I mean, you know, you have people, oh, you know, next thing they're going to do, they're going to get rid of the checker flag and be waving a gay pride flag. Really? So what if they did? You know, is that going to hurt you? Are you are you that pissed off? Oh, and then somebody when they're trying to compare it to the Confederate flag. Really?
1: Really? I didn't see that.
5: Oh, yeah. I'm like, you people are absolutely. in. It's the same. Okay, I don't even want to get into it. I was going to say it's the same people that will try to tell you that, you know, the shooting has nothing to do with the gun. It's only the person. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's no there's no explaining to that. They're they're going to rationalize everything else in order to try to make their point of view make sense instead of just using common sense in the thing. But I I just I, Um, I had really just seen the Greg Abbott stuff was really what I what I had seen. But regardless Screw all the haters. It's a great thing. And NASCAR, all NASCAR is trying to do in the end. You know, you could say that they're politicizing this, whatever, if they are good on them, because this is a good thing to politicize. All they're trying to do is make the environment more friendly and more open to everyone. Because, Mike, whether you're gay, straight, black, white, Mexican, you know, Chinese, whatever you whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. transsexual, transgender. Uh, a a family, a single person, whatever a racetrack. It should be a place where anyone and everyone are welcome to come and have a great time and enjoy racing. And that's all that they're trying to, that's, that's all it is, is just saying we welcome Um, everyone. We want, we are an inclusive venue and an inclusive sport. And if you're not an inclusive person, then stay, don't come out to a race because that's what they're trying. You know, that's all we're trying to do is is include everybody because everyone should be able to enjoy a race.
1: Yeah. And that was kind of the message they were trying to drive home in that uh, Bella Wallace uh documentary, too, about, you know, what you just said, being all inclusive. So and I applaud
5: them. I applaud them for, for what they've been doing. So, But, Mike, okay, so on top of the Coke 600, we had the Indy 500, uh, another race that you were not able to see the entire in, in its entirety. Um, amazing race. What I want to do is, you know, we, we always kick off our show with Radioactive, NASCAR's Radioactive, from courtesy of Fox and NASCAR. Um, IndyCar, the NTT IndyCar series, they do what they call their uh, twenty two or 2022 race radio. And they had something similar. They also have kind of like a uh, a race recap. It's like a six minute race recap. It's just that it doesn't have music. It's not produced like yeah. as well. So what I did is I went through the the race radio, and of course I picked my favorite, which had to be TK Tony Kanon. Um, and I, I want to play that. That's going to kind of be our intro leading into our IndyCar talk. But it's just great drama, great radio, 44 seconds of, of TK, and that's just not enough for me. It's a good thing you have more TK audio coming up. That's uh,
1: some good audio, too. So
5: Perfect. Well, let's listen to what TK's race radio uh, had to last. This is towards the very end of the race, so here we
4: So, in the hands of race control, red flag.
0: Whoa. Red flag, this changes
4: (laughs) the game totally. TK, how
3: you
2: doing? It's ready to pass two cars on the last step and win this freaking thing. I like that plan. Done it before. We have nothing to lose, so I'm gonna go go for it. We all agree on the timing stand with that one. And we would expect nothing less. How many laps to go? Right now, probably two to go when we go green. Copy. It's
4: time to bring the action. Here we go.
2: Yellow turn two. Yellow turn two. Uh, sorry, boys. Nice tried Hell of a job, Tony. I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you for everything. Hey, buddy, we're proud of you. You did a hell of a job. We were there at the end. Oh, congrats to the team at least. We did it. Yeah, 10-4. This is a hell of a group to come together and get a third. I'm really
5: proud of you guys. I want to do it again. He wants to do it again, Mike. I want him to do it again.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. He was awfully, mighty impressive. You know, like last year, Elio Castro Nevis comes back and wins the race, and he's a, you know, former champion and winner there in Indy, and it's great to see a veteran like Tony come back. And this is a one-off race that he did, and. You know he ran extremely well all weekend and leading up to the race. Uh, I was just so impressed with him. Uh, the guy can still drive a car and to pull it in to get a podium finish in third is mighty impressive. So uh, way to go, TK.
5: Makes you wonder if he has permanent if he permanently had good equipment under him the whole time. What you may see from TK, but uh, his teammate his uh his teammate there representing. Uh, ganaski racing and american legion uh, was uh, and carvana of course was jimmy johnson we had just as high hopes for jimmy johnson as well after seeing what we had been seeing during the pole uh pole runs and and practice sessions and stuff and it just never took off for jimmy he was all the way in the back from the start and then there towards the very end he got loose i think he kind of got in the in the grass a little bit or something and it just took his car took the back end and spun him around into the wall
1: it definitely did. And it was a shame because he was having a good run. And I kind of wonder if he had something there to give at the end of the race, had it not gone the way it did. So.
5: Yeah. Um, there was guys up there though, you know, guys that we love to to watch uh, Santino Ferrucci was up there for a while and, and making a run at it. And, uh, I, I mean, Marcus Erickson kind of put himself up there to, towards the end and, and, and was able to hold off everyone, but, Pato Award was kicking ass throughout the race and and up there, uh, his teammate as well. There was was, with Scott Dixon and and then there was some strategy that with uh, under cautions because of cautions that they had and and people missing uh, going and taking fuel because pit road was closed. And so there was guys that ended up having to get in and, and get fuel and get penalized. And there was so much going on in that race. It was crazy.
1: It definitely was, Dawn, and the first 22 drivers finished on the lead lap. Um, we had 33 cars in the race, and, you know, we uh, things went really well. Uh, uh, let me just give you the top 10 real quick because I have a few drivers I want to talk about. Uh, so Marcus Erickson gets the win. Uh, Pato Award gets second. Tony Kanaan third. Felix Rosenquist gets fourth-place finish here. Uh, Alexander Rossi was fifth. Connor Daly, strong sixth-place finish uh cashier finishes seventh simon Paginall was eighth alex Pelou uh or Pelou there was ninth you mentioned ferrucci he finished 10 and how about this juan pablo montoya 11th place finish uh for him so uh good to see you jpm back in the in in the race like we talked about before the, the we did the pre-race show and everything like that i was good glad to see him back on the track and he did really well as, as too. you know
5: I was trying to remember I knew I should have written down taking notes during the race but I was just so into it. There was a point I cannot remember who it was. I I don't think it may have been Santino Ferrucci who ha, had an issue with with JPM but JPM made a move that a lot of people don't make. This was early on so you probably didn't get to see it but he cut from the inside instead of passing on the outside, he cut on the inside corner going and and uh I mean just ran right up on <laughs> over the front end of, of the other car. And, and I, I, like I said, I think it was Santino was not happy at all with Juan Pablo, but you know, Don, Don Hall was, cause I was sitting there going there, yeah, that's the JPM. I know and love the one that could give two, you know, what's about what anybody else thinks yeah. he, he run his race the way he runs it. Uh, so yeah, it was great to it was great seeing all of that. And uh, again, I thought there for a while that it was going to just be kind of Scott Dixon's race to lose, but you know there was several cars that, like I said, you know were up there. I mean, and and Connor Daly was one that you talked about earlier. The crowd went nuts when he when oh, he took uh, lead yeah. their local guy. So
1: speaking of the crowd, they estimated around three hundred and twenty five thousand
5: it It was was insane huge
1: crowd and our our photographer friend michael johnson was there and he verified he said that's one of the best crowds he's seen in many years
5: so fun fact really quick you know we talk about okay so there's there's records out there so denny hamlin finally got his, you know the coke 600 win you know we talk about Earnhardt senior 20 tries before he got the daytona 500 do you know that joseph newgarden has not won an indy 500 yeah I, j- I couldn't believe that. All, I'm like, all, uh, yeah. Of everything that he's won, he hasn't won the Indy 500, and he still hasn't. So, and <laughs>
1: he 13th in his Team Penske car. So, yeah, he'll get it one of these days, I think. He's won everything else, it seems like.
5: And before you do the audio, I was going to tell you when we were talking about the crowd, um, something else that you didn't see during the the pre-race car. You know what? I taped this stuff. I wish there was a way I could get it to you or send it to you. Um, Was Rutledge Wood and Dale Earnhardt Jr. down in the snake pit? (laughs) Uh, I mean, for the concert. And they were going nuts down there it was crazy uh they did this whole animated thing on how junior went into it for the first time and um See? and that's what i
1: missed all that and i love watching all that pre-race stuff
5: i wonder if you can find it on youtube i bet you can because it was it was so funny to watch uh them talk about how w- when he went down there for the first time and then by the way okay then don's gonna throw in her two quick things really quick danica patrick looked amazing since we all want to always critique what danica looks like beautiful in red red is her color as it is yours tonight mike wearing wearing the red uh but she she looked stunning and her and and dale jr there on the pit box area kind of on the side or whatever i guess it would be kind of like the pit box but they would go to them and junior is just he impresses me more and more every year. He has just become such a natural. And the just even though he's never ran an IndyCar, his respect for the sport itself and for the series – it it's just amazing how he's able to transition his knowledge as a race car driver in NASCAR over to the IndyCar series and still be so respectful and knowledgeable about the history and everything that goes on there at Indy. He just he he knocked it out of the park again.
1: Well, he he he's a very good broadcaster. He just gets better like like wine he gets you know better with age. And he, um, I saw a p- picture of I me. Mean, I think he had like a really nice looking sport coat on, and he looked. Dressed up and very professional, so uh, I like I said I have to go back and try to find some of that. <laughs> I just I, I hated it. I missed I loved the ceremony and the singing of you know back home and in, in Indiana and all that and the the flyover. I couldn't see any of that stuff. I it was driving me nuts because uh, I I you know I woke up Sunday morning. I watched the Monaco Grand Prix and had my um, uh, orange juice and champagne, my m- mimosas and. I was enjoying that. And then all of a sudden we're, we're going to go to breaking news here and the president is here and just coverage. And, and what was frustrating about that was they weren't really showing much, they, you know, the helicopter came down and he got out and then they showed a few things, but they just kept regurgitating the same story over and over and over and showing clips and stuff and trying to kill time on the air, hoping that they could, uh you know, get, talk to the president or have him speak and it just didn't happen. So that's what was frustrating was if, if, if there was good coverage, it'd be worth watching, but we couldn't see the race and, and KABB and, and uh, news four are, are like sister stations, mm-hmm. Put the race on one and the news coverage on the other, right. They, they had both this, they had the same thing on both Cause you know, they share anchors and share reporters and stuff. They had the same thing on both channels and that's what was, damn, that was frustrating.
5: Oh, oh well. Wow. Back to talking about IndyCar. So
1: Marcus Erickson gets the wind on, here's what he had to say.
0: Yeah. It's, it's still tough to sort of take in. Obviously it's, uh, it's the biggest race in the world and, uh, something we all work so much towards and we all dream of winning this race. And, uh, yeah, I think you know we've had a really good month. We've been really strong as a team. The whole Ship Ganassi Racing organization has been really good, and I knew we had a chance to win today. Uh, obviously, there was some some stuff happening along the way, but I knew I had a shot. And uh, yeah, I'm just very thankful for Chip Ganassi Racing for Honda, Husky Chocolate. And it was a true team effort, and I'm very very proud to be to be the champion.
1: And how about that? He- he was tickled to death, and, and it was good to see you know a new face get get his name on the trophy and everything. <laughs> yeah,
5: it was, but I was disappointed in his milk drink. I'm yeah. sorry, you, you got to get all in it. Did you go watch that video I told you about? You have to go watch it of um the IndyCar did. I I retweeted it. I'm going to send it to you about okay. breaking down different winners who have won in their milk drinking skills and i mean it's just simon Paginall just goes all freaking in <laughs> i mean it's it's everywhere uh, to me his was the best but 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 no it was it was a very simple drink there wasn't a whole lot to it so <laughs> although well, it was, the thought of bathing yourself in milk
1: oh i know the smell afterwards when it starts to get hot and yeah 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 i would have won that but how about Pato award and i was pulling for him don i really you know being having graduated at tmi and living in san antonio for a while and he's our hometown hometown boy you might say i know he resides in monterey mexico now but um he uh finished second unbelievable
5: unbelievable was up there fighting for the lead several times throughout the race
1: Yes, he was. So here's what he had to say after the
4: uh, event at the press conference. Yeah, just really, really. First of all, really proud of the team, and um, yeah, they gave me a, they gave me a really, really good car. I was so happy with with the handling and and. Um, you know, we we did everything perfectly. We did the fuel perfect, and you know, no mistakes were done, and and we positioned ourselves perfectly to, to have a shot at it. And um, you know, when we got done with that last pit stop, uh, and you know, Felix undercut us, and and I was, you know, and then when I pitted and started catching up to him, uh, and then Marcus, uh, out of nowhere, just uh, came out with insane speed. Uh, got by me like I was standing still, um, then got up to Felix, I think within like two laps, passed him like he was standing still, left him, then I got to Felix finally, I passed him and I had nothing for him, I said I need a yellow to, to, to try and have a shot um, Tony was also really quick coming behind me, I know he was catching me faster than what I was catching Marcus um, so then whenever the restart happened, I said, you know, I have, I have one shot I have to go flat and, um, still wasn't enough. So sadly, uh, they had the faster car. We need to do a better job. We need to, to come back next year and, and, uh, give it hell again. But I'm proud of the job that we did today. Uh, it's my, my best result in the 500 it's just, a, a, you know, it's a a bit of a tough pill to swallow after just such a long race and, um, you know, doing everything correctly.
1: So, anyway, Don, there's Pato Award. And uh, I, I really thought he was going to pull it out. I really did. I thought we're going to have a hell of a celebration if he had won that race.
5: Yeah, for sure. I was jumping up and down. Like I said, I, I was, because I didn't know, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I've got a chance for TK. I've got a chance for Pato. I've got, you know, I mean, all this stuff. So, uh, and then neither one of them went. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, of course, unless you like are hauling ass racing your way from, you know, fifth or sixth or something, and you and you race your way up to second, and you finish. Then, then you're pleased, but you're never pleased when you've been up there leading laps and and you've had such a fast car all day. You, you never want to finish second.
1: Yeah, I know. But but great run, and and you know, if he continues to do well like that, he'll be in victory lane there one one day in the near future. So, mm-hmm. speaking of TK, got third place. Here's what he had to say.
2: Uh, it was a cat and mouse day. We, we kept pretending we were not fast enough all day. And uh, when it was time to go, we actually went. Um, I don't know. I, I said that two days ago that I think that race, it was going to be played between my teammates. So I don't know if, if, if you're going to go and say, hey, if Dixon didn't have the hiccup in the pits, this and that, I think I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I would. I was going to win the race. I had a car to do it, for sure. Um, when it was four laps to go and uh, go away, go away. and we're all there, if it wasn't for that red flag, I think it was more Pat and I playing for second place than actually Ericsson. And, uh, you know, as a team, that's probably what I was going to have to do <laughs> to make the team win. And as long as we, we started fighting, it was... Ericsson's going to go away. Then when it went red, I'm like, well, I think I can restart this thing. And I have a lot less to lose than those guys. I'm doing only one race, but uh, they did a superb job. And uh, Pato was really smart uh, with Felix and they almost got me. And then, and, and from then on, I knew two laps to go. Unless uh, they had a hiccup, like, you know, Dario and, uh, and Takuma, it was not going to be for us, but great month. the I mean, one-off race for me. I can't thank enough uh, the team, the legion. It was a great month, not just because they sponsoring a car, but for the great cause, be the one cause, trying to save veterans' lives and uh, trying to get mental, you know, the mental health um, word out there. And uh, I'm proud, sitting in the car when the red flag was there, hearing the crowd cheering for me. It was. Probably won't, you know. This place never stop amazing me, and 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 it's a great feeling. So, um, I left it all out there,
1: and yes, he did. And I tell you what, Don, put him in, a, put him in a, in another car like that again next year, and he can do it. Tony still has a little bit left in the tank, you might say.
5: Did Tony give us a buena bye in the in the interview? Did, is that I, what? I kinda, I think somebody was saying one of his people were saying bye to him, and I I think we got a one away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody walked behind them.
5: Oh, okay. So maybe that's what it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was Pato that walked behind them.
5: Oh, all right.
1: Yeah. When when I got the audio from the video, uh, I saw in the video it's, that's how it went down. But we'll close, so anyway, that that's the Indy 500. It was a good know. one. It, it, it good. did
5: not disappoint.
1: It did not. Now, the IndyCar series returns to action this weekend for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear. It's going to be on Sunday at the Raceway at Belle Isle Park in Detroit. The race will broadcast live on the USA Network, so that's where you can watch it, and the IndyCar Radio Network starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. San Antonio time, Texas time, so uh, check that out. That's always a fun little road course there.
5: Yeah, you know, and and then they've got uh the following weekend on June the twelfth, it's um uh, is it uh the Suncio, I think it is, or Suncio? Suncio, the sancio Grand Prix at Road America. So it's you know, yeah, two weeks that, in a row.
1: That'll be fun. Yeah, so and the only other thing going on this weekend was <laughs> well, saying the only other thing there's all three series are racing. <laughs> uh in NASCAR and in any cars in, in, uh, up the Belle Isle and the NHRA is in New Hampshire. This is the first time they've raced in three weeks. And since, since, uh, we, I think since I was, uh, I last saw them. Yeah. It's been about three weeks. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll have all kind of coverage on my website, racedasa.com and some preview stories starting tomorrow. And hopefully we're going to have a, NHRA driver Camry Carusco on next next week uh, as well. We're trying to line that up and get that lined up. So uh, check check out the NHRA coverage and that'll be on either Fox or FS1 on Saturday and Sunday throughout the day.
5: You know what it means if we're in New Hampshire, if we're in New Hampshire for the NHRA.
1: Oh, Bob Tasca. We we get
5: Bob Tasca.
1: Yeah, he'll be having some lobster
5: oh bob is in bob yeah. from he's from he's, maine isn't he
1: he's from boston area oh yeah. is he
5: from boston i thought he was from maine i don't know why i thought he was from maine. Or maybe
1: he is from no i think he's in boston
5: just know that mainers they've got like oh here i was about to say wicked they got wicked thick accents too like some yeah. of my friends from maine had worse accents than bostonians do it's it's a really thick accent so um old bob tasca see aren't you proud of me i remember
1: <laughs> yeah how All about right. nascar picks
5: yeah give me your picks for uh here at uh gateway
1: okay so i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go um daniel suarez this time okay because you keep picking him, and and daniel he's he keeps showing that he can do it um eric jones i'm gonna pick eric, daniel eric jones and then um I'm going to go really off the wall here. Uh he's run well here in other series, Cole Custer is my really really long shot. So I'm going different this week and I'll probably suck it's just as bad as picking the ones that you know, the, the Larsons and Bushes and <laughs> Harvicks and those kind of guys. So so that that's my three for this week.
5: I think Cole Custer is a good pick considering how much he's experience he has there at this track. So um, all right, well, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go with the odds makers and I'll say Kyle Larson at this track and I don't know why, but I'm just going to pick him cause why not? Um, and then my next pick will be, you know what? I'm going to go odd uh, Okay. So Daniel Suarez will be my second pick cause I have to pick him until he wins. And then my long shot, um, Let's let me think here. Let me go off the wall, um, different track. How about Chase Briscoe? There you go. I don't know. Three, I just...
1: three good ones.
5: Okay. Well, good.
1: We'll see how how it all turns out.
5: It'll probably be Denny or Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, Mike. Well another great show and yeah. we will be back here next week and we will review everything uh, from gateway from New Hampshire and uh, with, with the NHRA and then the IndyCar series as well.
4: Yeah.
1: Busy weekends, a lot, a lot to watch on TV. So check it out.
5: Lots to do, lots to watch, lots to see. Mike, go let your dogs back out back in from outside and you have yourself a great week. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week.
2: Bob Tasker here, is just checking in. Hope everyone's doing good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.